0: like cooking with some grease this morning, amen, I tell you I'm just so excited going to a graduation, amen, well praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, God bless everybody this morning, I'd like to welcome all of you this morning for the Creating a Prayer Culture for God on this Tuesday morning, May 24, 2022, as we continue to learn about, teach about, amen, preach about the revelations. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I was just thinking how the whole Bible is the revelation of Jesus Christ, all of the word, because Jesus Christ is the living word of God. Amen. And so we thank God whether he was concealed or whether he's revealed. It remains the same that he is the revelation of God. Amen. He's the revelation, the word of the word, amen. He's being revealed every time we open up the word. So we counted a blessing this morning. To be able to study God's word together, to talk about these things and to explore these mysteries uh, that have been given to us. Amen. For our learning, amen. We may know that there's only one name by which men can be saved. There's only one way to the Father, and Jesus is that way. Amen. There's only one supernatural, miraculous healer, and that's Jesus. Amen. There's only one that really can give our sins where they count and wash and cleanse us. Amen. With the blood of Jesus from all our righteousness and make us whole again. There's only one that came and laid down his life and became that 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 sacrificial lamb for me, for humanity, and he is the way, it is he declared, the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through him. And we have to be born again in order to get there. Amen. As Nicodemus had to learn. So as we open up the revelation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning, we just give God praise. We give Him glory. We give Him honor for the very opportunity learn, amen, of his word, amen, praise God, so we thank God, We praise the Lord, what's going on, alright, let's start over again, you don't know what's up here, amen, well amen, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, thank God this morning for his word, we trying this again, amen, got kind of cut off there, amen, but amen, to God be the glory this morning, so y'all just stand by this one, let me get over into the word, all right, there it is. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, amen. And so again, uh, this morning we are studying about the revelations of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We're over in the book of 1 John chapter 4. And we started with verse number 1, and uh, we were talking about, amen, um, the test of that, that is the force of Uh, Test number 5 We're talking about testing the spirits of false prophets Of false teachers Amen And uh, in verse 1 it says Beloved believe not every spirit But a try Those spirits whether they be Or or, are of God Uh, Because many false prophets Are gone out into the world We know this to be true Uh, It says test every, every spirit Of the teachers Make sure that they are born of God the reason is because there are many false teachers out there already. And we went over some scriptures, where it's all about proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. That's the key in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 10 of the King James Bible. And then proving all things, hold fast that which is good over in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21 of the King James Bible. And then in the book of, uh, and, you know, we're learning these, these first three verses here talked about beloved believe not every spirit but try the spirits whether they be of God because many false prophets are going out into the world hereby know we the spirit of God every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is came in the flesh is the ones of God and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ did come in the flesh is not of God and this is that spirit of antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is, it's already out there in the world, amen, so we're going to have to contend with it and deal with it, so verse 2 this morning says, it says this, hereby know ye that the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is, came in the flesh, is of God, and so we test those confessions of the teachers that we learn, the true Spirit acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh confession of faith this is what we're going to deal with confession of faith uh, we talked about the seven remarks that are those, those able confession those that stick those that uh you know bring things to pass for us amen it says then they were in the ship came and worshiped him saying of the truth thou art the son of god That's in the book of Matthew, chapter 14 verse 30 15 king james Bible. So you see, these confessions of faith are beginning to take place here, as, as, as we learned already, and it says in Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, uh, Matthew, book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 16 of the King James Bible, and it goes on, it better says, Now when the centurion and they that were with him, watching Jesus, notice, now watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done. They feared great, the saying, truly, this was the son of God. And, you know, even at his crucifixion, even the earth was letting them know, letting them know that this was God. The whole earth was shaking, everything was going on, earthquakes, you know, tremors. you know, got dark, rain, cloud, sun, and light. All these are indicators that that was God because he controlled all of that. answers to him. Amen. And it was reacting to the fact that he was being crucified. They had no voice other than what they were doing to say that this is truly, this is the Son of God. But those who were there, the Roman soldiers who were responsible for them on that cross by command from their leaders and all those that were around who went along with them when they shouted crucify him, now they're beginning to see that this truly was the Son of God. Mm-hmm. That confession of faith, now, some, for some it might have been too late, but for the rest of them it was right on time. Right. Why? It's because we have to confess our sins It's good for the soul. And we see here they're confessing now that truly this was the son of God. It doesn't matter when you do it, just so you do it before he comes back. Because he, he died as a savior. He rose again as a savior. And now he is living as our high priest and assessment. So guess what he's gonna be doing when he comes back? He's gonna come to judge those confessions, you know, a like thereof, you know. That's why we say we can you know, with the the heart land believe unto under righteousness, with the power confession, faith, and salvation. So it's best to confess now like they did. <clears throat> and I believe some of them confessed, you know, after the fact that they didn't quite understand the full picture, that he was dying for them too, and that he rose again on the third day, you know. And so some of these are going to be saved. We might say that's so unfair, but notice their confession of the faith, that this is the Son of God. Isn't that what God said? You know, they believe in his Son, that he is the, 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 the gift from the Father, for salvation for men. You know, and so judge it not, but just, you know, note what the action that they took, you know, to confess that truly this is the son of God, Savior of the world. And in the book of John, chapter one, verse thirty four, the King that Bible says, and I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Many of that day bear record, many had bear record already, some of that Nicodemus was in that crowd. And he was still yet totally convinced. I think this was the last final act of salvation was complete for him. I believe he said, yeah, this, the other him. He's done everything he said he was going to do. I understand now what it is to be born again. So I, I'm going to believe now because I see what he's done. And then to find out later when he allowed them to put him in the supposed that he had carved out for himself and then to have, you know, those sisters go there early that morning, find out he wasn't there. He had rose again, just like he said. So now he's glorified, and then they learn later on that he appeared unto Thomas and Peter and while they were discussing this, his his, 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 his his resurrection, and he appeared to them, and appeared to many other witnesses before he, he was released 40 days with them, before he actually was ascended up. So a lot of people got convinced, even after his death, some, like Thomas, which is recorded, examined the side and the hand and the feet, where the holes, where the nails were, and where the wounds were probably could see the scars on the top of his head there was a lot of people who witnessed this after his crucifixion and we have a record of that you know and so amen so we believe the word of the Lord we don't believe what people say John was one of those key witnesses and I thank God for what John said about it Uh, but hey check him out there he is right here and so the B part of this scripture says by the spirit which he has given us That's the key now By the spirit which he had given us That's how we really really gonna know By the spirit which he has given us Amen You know and so we have to go by the spirit That God has given us And so in the book of Matthew chapter uh, Yeah uh, verse John Book of John chapter uh, 1 verse 34 And then in the book of John chapter 1 verse 49 they're talking about witnessing that this was truly the Son of God Nathan answered and said unto him Rabbi thou art the Son of God thou art the King of Israel okay and Nathan was one of those brothers who who you know the Lord summoned when he was dealing with the other disciples and you know told go, go get his brother Nathan they went and bought Nathan too. to come and see him they wanted him to see too what they saw they wanted him to realize what they realized you know, when we come to Christ, man, we but we all invite somebody. We all want more than just us to see Him and know Him. We all want family members that don't know Him. Unsaved family, unsaved friends, you know, come and see a man. Told me all about myself. Come and see Jesus for yourself. Come and check Him out for yourself. You have to take my word. Come and learn about Him. You know, if you want to know, read about it. You know, read what I read about him. Know what I know about it, no more than what I know. Let me tell you what I do know. Let me testify about Jesus. Preachers have to command commanded to preach the word of God to the people and to testify by Jesus Christ. And so that's what Paul said in the book of Romans. And that's universal for a lot of us, you know. Mm. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's up. That that's for that's for anybody else out there, don't care who you are. Roman, Gentile, Greek, Jew, it doesn't matter. It's universal. That that right there is universal. Mm. Believe with that heart unto righteousness, confess with that mouth unto salvation. That's it. I'm not gonna alter it, it's not gonna change it. And if those are the two prerequisites, prerequisites right there. And then in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 2, the King James Bible, we go back to, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Isn't that what Paul told us? With the mouth confession is made under salvation. What are you confessing? What are you confessing that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? He is of God. Mm-hmm. He is of God. And so... The next part of the scripture talks about Christ, his humanity and how it was revealed through the manifest uh, of his incarnation. You know, it was he was a number in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And so that Jesus Christ was the incarnation of the matter, the matter of the word in human form. No, he, he, he gave up his, his, his heavenly position with the Father on the throne and was willing to become fully man, and he had to be the Word incarnated, made flesh by the Father. Remember now, he was not, he was not born of a woman or, or seed of a man. He was born of the seed of the Holy Ghost. So that's different. But he had to be incarnated through the, uh, as the Word of God in the flesh. In order to manifest God before the people. But no man had ever seen God. Moses got a glimpse of the bush, but he could look at God and live. So God had to send himself manifested through his son. At the same time, he was the incarnated word of God because God was his word. God is his word. And they, they, they had they, they had already received word from the prophets, prophet after prophet, major prophet, and still had some of them. Some of them, they crucified, and they, they killed some prophets for, for saying the things that they said when God warned the people what to do. That they would hearken to the boy God and do this, what he wasn't going to mm-hmm. do. Hearken to the boy to do this, this is what I'm going to do. But many times, we get in the habit of trying to be God and tell people what God ain't going to do. Now, tell them what the word said God will do and won't do. <clears throat> and let them decide he said, I've called heaven and earth today to witness against you. Mm. Mm. He said, I've sat before you, life and death, and I choose you life. If you don't choose life, the only thing left is death. It'll choose you. And so we see, man, here now where we're going to talk about Christ, his humanity, and how it was manifested through the incarnation of the word. God manifested through his son. And in the book of Luke, and that's the big precept of that verse, verse number uh, two. And it says here, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. But so there's the scripture now right there to enlighten them. It's just taking place. But I love how it's documented. And so for, for people who like to study the word, don't try to assume is that really, someone want to know who that really is. You know, well isn't this what the prophet y'all said Under the child going to be born under the son is going to be given when are y'all going to start believing the word of God that's the only way you're going to know for sure that's the only way you're going to end up confessing it once you know it because you got to believe it it starts with you believing it by faith and then confessing it by faith living it by faith you know and there it is right there in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 31, the King James Bible. Luke's account of it. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. But well, now we know the angel revealed this to Mary. How she too had out. And look at how God proved himself to her. And the Bible says she did one of the things that people should do for ever have that word in your heart that you don't sin against us. Think about it. She would have went around doubting that prophecy. She was she was too uninformed to doubt it. Some people don't understand. They're too uninformed about the truth to be doubting all this stuff. They doubt about God and trying to go out here and start something that they can they that they that they can believe that's easy for them. She put it in her heart and kept it as she grew and watched it materialize and watched it unfold. When you take the word of God and have in your heart, it may be delayed apparently, but it will not be denied. Why? God's word cannot come back forward. It's going to do just like it did right here to prove to her. And it was a long time coming before she really, really com- was convinced what she had in her heart really happened because she was there the cross looking at it. She went to the grave and saw it. Happened just like the angel had revealed to her, just like God had told <clears throat> her. faithful who promised he not a man that he should lie. And we see it right there, man. It was revealed to her, and she had a chance to deny or believe it. And he huh. said, man, if you reject me before my father, before men, I'll deny you before my father. To warning now, the book of Luke, the second chapter, verse 7 the King James Bible, then again we're talking about that confession of faith. You know? who, who is it in Jesus or is it in your or prophet You know, try those spirits. I ain't going to confess of evil, nothing about no evil spirit. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid uh, him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. So you see now the verse we just read, here it is now the fulfillment of it. Just like Daniel angel told it was going to happen. There it is right there. She held it in her heart and it happened wasn't conceived of man, but conceived of the Holy Ghost. Everything that's conceived of the Holy Ghost will be manifested. It will be manifested. Jesus Jesus was the incarnation word of God. Manifest God with us. Living word. Book of John chapter 1, verse 14, the King James Bible says this, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Because <clears throat> he knew now, look, when this revelation hit them, mm-hmm. they were going to have to have grace, mm-hmm. unmerited favor. Because there were going to be some doubters, some haters. Remember that it says the elders and the scribes, they hated it. They hated this news. They wanted to kill Peter, put him in jail, to stop their mouth from talking about Jesus. So in this world you live in, you're gonna have some trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer because Jesus has already overcome this world. There have been martyrs who went, who died. Stephen was one of them. A lot of people died for the trying to defend that gospel. You know, and look at what he said. Now you have his own people. So he had to he had to send with Jesus grace and truth, because they were gonna need it, man. He sent law by Moses. They blew that. They blew that. These had to come in and take the pressure of the law off of them. But they was abusing the law. They were using the law for what he gave it. To teach them some things about how, how awful they were as humanity without him. Mm-hmm. Trying to make it without him. They want that quail. They want that want of meat. They wanted something else. Tomatoes and cucumbers and garlic back there at Egypt. <clears throat> they wanted a golden calf they could worship. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make idols unto him. That's what they were used to. He's trying to bring them to a a promised land to to prove himself to you that I can provide for you in the wilderness. And so they were slow coming, man, slow confessing, slow believing. And he says, hey, therefore my grace is going to be sufficient for you. The truth is going to be the only thing that can make you free. I am the son of God. I am the only begotten of the Father, whether you believe it or not. These things are written for your learning that you will know that. Be convinced of that. And believe that and confess that. Mm-hmm. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 3 of the King James Bible, it says this, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his only Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. So why do you want to continue in something that's condemned by God the Father? If anything, God just freed me from it. You know, that's in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse of the King James Bible. And over in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 7, the King James Bible, this is what Paul said to the church of Philippi. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Now, we're talking about Jesus, what he was willing to do to prove himself, and was made in the likeness of men. Just to prove to people who he is, who he was, and who he's going to be. He was willing to subject himself to all of that scrutiny back there. Sure. So that man wouldn't have to prove who he was, but he was going to do it himself. Because he knew no man could. We even struggle to defend our own testimony about how we know we saved. Sometimes it's the last thing we do to say, okay, I believe in my heart, you know, that God raised you from dead." I confess with my mouth that, that, you know, that God raised you from dead. We struggle with that. Or we think we got to say it in such a way and all of that to put the bells and whistles on it to convince somebody. No, we don't have to convince them. Just prove to them by the word. Okay. I can. I believe in my heart, you know, underwriting. I can my mother my mouth in salvation. Just like the scripture said in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible, that sends them to go examine the word now. Mm. <laughs> but if we go uptown, downtown, all around town, explain to them and all of that, you know, and... Gonna probably confuse people. And so let's go a little further here and prepare to close. In the book of First Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16, of King James Bobby says this: And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto all, under the Gentiles, believed on in the world and receive up into glory. Look at the progressive steps, man, once you believe and confess it to Look at these progressive steps, and look at where they end up at, in glory. Paul got this revelation, and guess what Paul is doing with this revelation? He's teaching it to Timothy. So what what, what you think will happen when he teaches it to Timothy? Timothy's going to either believe it, and confess it to others, preach it to others. Or he's going to do his own thing, but we know that's not the case because now Paul also told him, now, Timothy, you got to study to show yourself good in the A workman who need not be ashamed. So you can write it aside, this word that I'm giving you now, that you can cut it straight. I'm confessing it to you now. Don't you go change it. I'm giving it to you now. Here's the progressive steps of it right here. Uh-huh. Don't you go change it, Timothy. You teach it to your, con- your, your, your congregation or anyone else. They want to know. Don't change it. Don't add to it. It's good for doctrine. Good for reproof, good for correction, good for instruction and in righteousness, that the men and women of God may be thoroughly friends and prepared unto every good work. I'm giving it to you, Timothy, the way it was given to me. Don't change the message. It will get us in trouble. And without controversy, great is the mystery of God is, he's telling him up front, there are going to be those that ain't going to be so quick to believe it, but you don't change it to try to convince them. You publish as is. You confess your faith as is. And let the Holy Ghost do the conviction. Let the Holy Ghost uh, do the work. Let God give the increase. You plant. You water. You don't You don't know what you're doing anyway. Just give it. On and saliva. And he says, and God was manifest in the flesh. When you do that, God is manifest in the flesh. You know. Because why? He is the living word of God. Jesus is, and He said, and He justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. Mm-hmm. Everybody that that had experience with Jesus didn't doubt him, y'all. There was some that believed him all to death, and there's some today that still believe him. Everybody's not, you know, right now not rejecting him, but for those who are, they're warned by the word, not by us, but by the word. Okay, uh, one more here. It says, and it says, for as much then as the children are partakers of the of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Okay, Jesus did. He didn't come and tell you, "I'm I'm supreme I'm better than you." He became flesh and dwelt among us. You know, tempted in the same place that we were tempted. He partook of the same suffering. He was under death, though. We didn't go that far. We just get to die spiritually not because of this physical death. That through death he might destroy him that had the power over death. That is, he tells you who it is—the devil. That's why you don't. That's why you want to strive to do the things to live and not die, because you don't want the devil to take your life. Who goes about trying to kill, kill, and destroy? But Jesus said, "I come that you may have life and have it more abundant." He gives you, offers you a better plan. And with that plan, you receive it. Pastor Jeremy, you never die, even though you be dead. It's called eternal life. So you know. <clears throat> Last verse. You no, know. and so we go on here in the Book of John, chapter four, verse twenty-nine. And King Dan Bible, he says this: "Come, see a man, which told me all about things that ever I did, is not this the Christ?" We know who granted this testimony, the woman at the well. Yes, we did. Straight from her mouth. The Samaritan woman wasn't even supposed to be there. It was all limits, It was forbidden. But see, once you have a, con- a come in contact with Jesus, he released you from all them chains and violence and snares, loose your tongue, loose your spirit, loose your soul, save you. You can't help but to talk about it. You cannot help but to testify. About him, about his goodness. And he starts telling you things that you know nobody else to know because you don't keep them secret. That means that word has penetrated your heart and freed you from within. Loosed your shackle, loosed you now, and your tongue becomes free. And now you got to tell it on the mountaintop. Tell it in the valley, though. Tell it everywhere you go. I don't know whether there was any valleys around or mountaintop, but I know she went took off the Bible, say man, and went and told everybody. Family, friends, didn't matter. Probably some of the people that she had all been caught in in, 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 in situations with before. Didn't matter to her no more. Wasn't no more shame to her game. She was free. She was finally free, indeed. And Jesus was there who had set her free. She drank that living water and was free. And she had to go tell everybody that this is the son of God. Come and see this man. And they said, We're not going to go see him off of your word because they knew her reputation. See, they were still holding that against us, but we're going to go see him for ourselves. We want to know for ourselves. That's the invitation that the Lord is invited to anybody, whosoever will. Let them come and see that I am the Son of God. You don't need to prove who I am to nobody because they're going to probably hold your shame against you and not really believe you, and then they're going to come and see. looking for me with doubt in their own heart. They're going to go to that comfort with doubt. They're going to show up outside of that church service with doubt. When you testify about how God delivered you from COVID, they're just going to come closer. They're not going to come all the way. They're going to try to have one foot in and one foot out, sit in the car, drive by, they ain't going to really want to be get close where they can be touched by the power of God and see and feel and know the power of God. And they're not going to stay through the whole service. You can expect that. They're going to get 15 to 20 minutes to say that they was there, video about five minutes of it and listen to it later, because they're not, they don't want to totally let go of everything that's got them bound. They don't want to hang around long enough to experience the power of God when they receive that invitation. Maybe one or two will, but not everybody. Some no, people don't want their sin to be exposed. This lady didn't care, man. She said he told me everything about what I did and who I did it with. Y'all need to come see him because some of y'all are struggling too. You know? now, she may not have used them exact words, word, but I, I don't know. She might have said exactly that. All I know is it was it had such an impact, Pastor sharing that they said we going to go see for ourselves, you know. I I can just imagine probably some of them who had been with her never heard her talk like this. She wasn't selling nothing, this day. She was trying to give somebody an opportunity to have some salvation. She was extending an invitation, y'all. There's a lesson there. She was extending an invitation not to come to her house, man, and conduct no business, but to come and see this man who had shut down her business, ever was her business, shut down her past, her shame. Erase the fact that she had been married five or whatever. You know. Shut all that down. That was no longer important. That was no longer the lesson. She had had an income with the true man of the true God, the true son of God. Uh. And so she was testifying, amen, about Jesus. Come, come, come. You know, see for yourself. Book of John, chapter 6, verse 69, the King's James Bible says, And we believe and assure that thou art the Christ the son of the living God. I guess they had went not see for themselves. Yes. No, I guess now her testimony was was, was one of the truth. Got some people to go see for themselves, tried the spirit with their spirit for themselves, and and came to the revelation, this is him, the one we've been looking for. John even sent word later for from to go and find out. Ask him, is he the one or do we look for another? A lot of people had already been convinced that they found who they were looking for. Some of them came back and said, we found him. You know, when they got their brothers from where they were we found him. But there was a lot of people, man, you know, spreading the good news after the fact, you know, because he had been seen of all those witnesses. They were telling family members, telling friends, co-workers, that they found him, the Messiah, all these miracles he was doing. They fought sick loved ones those bound by poverty, Y'all know the story. They bought him, went up on roofs, told roofs up in people's houses, had him so crowded up in there, man. He was preaching in houses. People would get saved, rolling up beds of affliction. All these fame went out of him, man, all over the place. <coughs> and that's what you want when you start testifying about Jesus, the fame of <laughs> Jesus goes out all over the place. <coughs> Round town, uptown, downtown, all about town. And it's no longer about the great prophet that's coming back from there. Or the great apostle who's gonna do a revival that's gonna catch your socks off your feet, you're gonna praise someone. All that crazy stuff. They promote these things. But what about preparing people and letting them know that the true Son of God is coming back to redeem his church? What about telling people that we need to be ready, we need to be prepared now because he is coming again. Yes. Get ready now. Don't be caught short, unprepared. And so you know they go on to say, yep, 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 and we believe and are sure that Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. The Book of John, chapter six, verse uh, chapter six, verse sixty-nine, of King James Bible. He goes on to say in the Book of John, chapter eleven, verse twenty-seven, the King James Bible. And I remember we're testifying that this is this confession, <laughs> catching the faith, is not testifying who we believe Jesus is based on the word now. It says, she saith unto him, yea, Lord, I believe, personal testimony here, I believe, nobody everybody else, but I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Mm-hmm. So no matter what nobody else believes right now, you just make sure, I tell people all the time, we can't prove to nobody who God is. God would do that. Uh-huh. But we can only... Uh, you know, prove and, and and testify to why we believe that he is the son of God. He is the savior of the world. He's our healer. He's our our good shepherd. That's the uh-huh. extent of what we can do. And and it, and if it's based on the word which is written, that's powerful enough because Paul said that's the gospel. I'm not ashamed of that testimony about Jesus. This what he said that I'm. I could We're commanded to do anyway. Go preach the word of God to the people of God. Not my words, not you know, but his words. And we get to share our little confession of faith, let them know why we believe what we believe. That's that's by the extent of what we can do. And we shouldn't be ashamed of that. You know, just like she said, listen to her first testimony. She said unto him,
1: Yea, Lord,
0: I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Uh Uh You know, and we know that he's already come. Over 2,750 years ago, Jesus Christ came. What did he come to do? Seeking to say that which was lost. Heal the sick. Give sight to the blind. Set at liberty those that are brown and those that are bruised. Set the captives free. Make a way where there is no way. Open doors that no man can open. Shut doors no man can shut. All these are the things that we testify that's written in the Word for our learning. That's got to be the confession of our faith. All this other stuff that people be confessing and all of that, you know. What some prophet said, and what some bishop said, some apostle said, put more credence on that than what God said, and it's only based on the tradition of men. <clears throat> and I'll say, like the old folks used to say, didn't give you a name scripture, <clears throat> it said it like it's true. You know, the word is truth, and He wants to be sanctified by His word. And in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 28, of King James Bible, I'm sorry, here we go. Amen. In 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 the book of John chapter twenty, verse twenty eight, the King James Bible says this. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God, here's another personal testimony. Now this is right after Thomas had was was caught testifying to his to his friend after Jesus had rose again and he still doubtful. All that you hadn't seen take place, the thunder and the lightning, the weather, everything, you know. Everything that had happened out there on Gargog, God. and people talking about it, and others all around, even Roman soldiers saying, Truly, this is the Son of God. Nicodemus now offering for the, fight for the body to be able to bury the body. All these people don't come into the realization that this was the truth. And here, here one of his, the, his followers who had been with him heard all that he testified he was going to do. Now he's done it, and you still holding on to doubt and unbelief? <laughs> what else do he need to do? You're getting ready to find out. Now Thomas Anthony said in the gym, my Lord, my Lord, why did he make this statement, safe, professor? because as he was in there making his case for doubting God, for not, why not believing that God is real, Jesus just comes right through the wall and stands in the midst of them with the holes in his hand, here's where he was piercing his side, holes in his feet, and he told Thomas, I love this, now here's where I tell people that, that you draw the line, that God will prove to you who he is. Yes, Jesus. He said, "Here, you examine me, son. You examine me, son. Mm. See, and this is this is where this is this is the relationship God wants with individuals, where you get to examine Him for yourself, uh-huh. where you get to have Him prove to you who He is. Sometimes we get mad because people don't want to believe the truth. No, we testify to, about, about Jesus, we preach the word of God to the people, and then we let the word go out and do what God sent us to do. It won't come back void." At the same time you preach in the word, God, through the Holy Spirit, will convince people, convict people, let them know where they're at. That word ain't coming back, boy, not my word, his word. In this case, he proved that regular to Thomas, and I'm pretty sure that the other disciples who were standing there got a chance to to have their proof enlightened too. They, they already believed, and they were trying to convince Thomas. This is where we make a mistake. They trying to convince Thomas, and Thomas said, until I see these D these wounds, I'm not gonna believe. And this is this is a picture of us sometimes trying to convince people, and sometimes we get so dis- discouraged because they ain't getting... Matter of fact, we all right get mad sometimes at each other. Well, I'm just let you go because you're gonna die and go to hell if you don't. <laughs> There's Therefore, not no condemnation. But if you draw a lesson from this picture here, how they were trying to convince Thomas. They had went after the, the ladies they had went and examined the grave. He wasn't there. They went and checked out. He wasn't there. Thomas he just uh-huh. just like he said, Thomas, he got up. He ain't there, Thomas. Now the debate going on about the <clears throat> somebody done came and sold the body. You got all kinds of stuff going on instead of just believing. Instead of just confessing. You know, it was hard for him. But then the Lord showed up and proved to him who he was. And he said, Now Lord, I believe I'll die. For you. I'll die for Know and then he goes on to say in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 10 of the King James Bible, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, that's that's the first step, gotta come and believe. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. (laughs) Now, this is Paul writing this letter to the Roman church and to the rest of the world if you're going to be saved. Mm -hmm. Think about this in terms of what happened to Thomas just a minute ago when he's sowing he believed. Mm -hmm. Then he confessed. Mm -hmm. Perfect picture of salvation. He saw him, like he said he had, he would have to. And when he saw him, he believed that he was who he said he was. Mm -hmm. That he had did what he said he was going to do. And he confessed Mm -hmm. that. Because he saw the nail cross, he saw the print, he he saw the proof. He saw the proof. And therefore he confessed, I'll die for you. I'm going to be like the rest of your followers now. I'm on board now. I'm gonna follow you now. And I know what else is gonna happen, but I'm gonna follow you now for what I just saw, what I just heard, you know. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ (laughs) is coming to flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. That's in the book of Second John chapter one, verse seven of the King James Bible. So he tells you right there, we have to know the word of God to be able to discern the word of God and discern these spirits. So we'll know what we're dealing with. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come into flesh is of God. That's in the book of John chapter 4, verse 2 of the King James Bible. All right.